Last week's memory verse was Proverbs 25, verse 25, like cold water to a, a weary soul, so is good news from a, a distant land. I want us to take that verse, I wrote an article about it in last week's newsletter as well. I want us to take that verse and, and put some thought into how important it is for us to share good news. I do want to talk about the gospel. It certainly is good news. But even beyond that, we hear bad news all the time. And there are so many times in my life when my soul is weary. There are so many weary souls in the world. And apparently this has always been a situation that uh, you find in society. I say that based upon the fact that it was written in this proverb so many years ago. But you just don't hear good news that often. Well, does that mean that there is no good news? Does that mean that every single thing that happens in the world and in life is bad? Well, if you ask some people, they would say yes. And that's all they ever have to say is something bad because that's all they ever hear. Now, I don't mean that that's, there's no opportunity to hear good news, but that's all they listen to. They just listen to the bad news. And there's plenty of bad news out there. There are things in the world that, that if, we could, if we could dial it up differently, we would do so and we would make the world a better place. But the world is the world. Is there no good news? I think there is good news. You like that ripple effect, water. Like cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a distant land. What I want to challenge you to think about, what I want to challenge myself to think about, is just talking about some good things today. Or, or this week. Or maybe the rest of this, maybe the rest of our lives. Let's start thinking about some of the good things that we see in the world. Let's start thinking about some of the good things that we read about in the scriptures. And let's find those weary souls, those people who are beat down by life. And let's offer them some cold water to build them up. One of the things that we see in the writings of the Apostle Paul are numerous statements about the good news that came to him of brothers and sisters in Christ. You see this often in, in his letters. And, and Paul seems to just be waiting at times to hear those good things, to, to hear of that good news. And what I would pray for is that you and I would share good news of this church with people in other places. And what people in other places, in distant places, would do is bring to us good news of work that they are doing. Because I know that work is being done. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, beginning at verse 6. Paul writes, but now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us good news of your faith and love 
and that you always think kindly of us, longing to see us, just as we also long to see you. For this reason, brethren, in all our distress and affliction, we were comforted about you through your faith. Sounds like cold water to a weary soul, doesn't it? Don't you know that Paul had a weary soul from time to time? Don't you know that Paul got tired of hearing bad news and, and of the criticisms and, and the persecution that he faced? And yet here comes a brother with good news. And look at the response it had, look at the impact it had upon Paul's life in verse 8. For now we really live, we really live if you stand firm in the Lord. For what thanks can we render to God for you in return for all the joy with which we rejoice before our God on your account? This was good news that was brought to the apostle. And he was uplifted by that cold water. Do that for someone. Reach out to a weary soul. You say, well, what do you mean a, a weary soul? Well, again, I think the, the proverb statement really pertained to somebody who was just tired, someone who had been working, but also I believe there was an emotional aspect to that. There was the beating down from, from life, but really a weary soul is a soul that's laden by sin. You know, Jesus said, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden. Well, he was speaking about sin. He was speaking of those whose souls were weary with that sinful lifestyle. You know, we may think that these communities that are speaking of their sin unashamedly, we may think that everyone in that community feels good about who they are. We may think that everyone in that community feels good about the lifestyle that they're practicing. But you know what? There may be some whose souls are weary. And they just need someone to bring them some cold water, to bring them a good message, and to tell them, you don't have to continue to live like that. You can change, and you can have a better life. I see that in the church at Corinth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9, Paul writes, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. As I was thinking about this verse in preparing for this lesson, I see weary souls in that, don't you? Don't you see persons who are weary with their lifestyle? And I even asked myself the question, could, could you put all of this in one person? Now, maybe that's a, not a good question to ask. But I thought, well, what would that person look like? Well, we would start, I guess, with the homosexual, because that's not everyone's issue, but let's take a homosexual. <clears throat> it's a male. He's probably a little effeminate. Well, he's probably a fornicator, maybe an adulterer, could be an idolater. That was common during the first century to worship idols. May have been a thief. Could have been covetous. May have even been a drunkard or a reviler or a swindler. You put all that in one person, what do you find? You find a weary soul. You need someone who needs cold water. You need someone who needs good news. But regardless of whether you go through that morbid exercise or not, 
And the congregation at Corinth, guess what? Look at verse 11. Such were some of you. Such were, they had at least one, I think, of each category in the church at Corinth, but they came out of it. They came out of that lifestyle. You were sanctified, you were justified in the name of Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God. They heard the gospel and they repented of their sins. There are people who will change, but they've got to have someone bring that cold water to them. They've got to have someone like the Apostle Paul. Look at chapter 9 and verse 22. Paul wrote of himself. He said in chapter 9 and verse 22, to the weak I became weak that I might win the weak. I become all things to all men so that I might by all means save some. And he just, he's not telling us that he's going to practice a sinful lifestyle just to reach the sinful. But he is telling us that he's going to put thought in the relationships that he has with people in the world. He's going to th put thought into the way that he communicates his message because he wants all to be saved. I do all things, verse 23, for the sake of the gospel so that I may become a fellow partaker of it. Does that describe me? Does that describe you? Well, if I'm going to be one who reaches out to weary souls, then I need to choose my, my words carefully. And that's what we saw in the statement that Paul just made. Do words matter? Do words spoken in certain ways make a difference? The wise man said in Proverbs 25 and verse 11, like apples of gold and settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. That means that you have to develop some skill in terms of communication, in, in terms of how you say certain things and what you say, understanding that some are not going to respond favorably regardless of what you do. But there needs to be some thought in the words that we, we choose. Even the Apostle Paul, you have to be impressed with this, when he was writing to the church at Corinth and he was asking that they pray for him. Even Paul said that I may make it clear in the way I ought to speak. Paul wanted to bring good news. He wanted to give cold water to the weary souls. But he also wanted to choose his words carefully. And that leads me to my last point. Be a good news messenger. Be a good, you, you, you want to really be liked? People get tired of hearing bad news. They get tired of hearing nothing but the negative in life. You want to set yourself apart? Well, you be who really you should be. And that is someone who brings the cold water, the good news from a distant land. I said earlier that we need to choose our words carefully. Well, look at the emphasis that Jesus placed upon that in Matthew chapter 12. When, when Jesus said in verse 37, not 27, that's typo one for the day. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 37, for by your words you will be justified. By your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. What you say matters. And what you should be saying is the good news that we read about in the gospel. Paul described that gospel in this way in Romans 1 and verse 16, for I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation or for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Anyone can be saved by the power 
of the gospel. And that's the good news from the distant land that should be shared with the weary souls in this world. It may be that you're here this morning and you're a weary soul. You realize that your sin has separated you from God. And you've tried to make your 